0: and get with my dad is okay. they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump I wish he would stay off Twitter. I don't care I don't care it is yeah. either way.
2: I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty! Uh-oh, we should have planned our costumes ahead of time, we got a problem, Sean will explain it in a little bit. That's disappointing, isn't it, Sean?
1: <laughs> it always is, especially when uh, just a little bit of communication would have solved all of it. But it's
2: kind of your thing. Every year,
1: you are Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, on President's Day, we dress as our favorite presidents, as is the tradition for the holiday. I don't know what you guys did in your family, but that's, that's what <laughs> we did in ours. Mm-hmm. And I come as Ulysses S. Grant. Mm-hmm. And I come into the office today, and what do I see Joe dressed
2: as? Ulysses S. Grant. There's no reason to get <laughs> pissy about and, it. And it's just silly. I mean, we got 45 presidents to choose from, and I got two people dressed as the same president. It's a, an expression of respect for the man. Just poor planning. Live from Studio C. See, sí, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. President's Day, originally a celebration of George Washington's birthday on his birthday, which is what, the 22nd or something? Yes. Nobody knows. Uh, later moved to the third Monday of the month to create a three-day weekend, then Lincoln was added in sort of somehow at some point. Now it's just President's Day in general, and if you celebrate James Buchanan, for instance, you're both a racist and an idiot. So happy <laughs> President's Day. See, I just kind of go with the knickers and the powdered wig, and I'm just kind of a general early president. Might be Jefferson, might be <laughs> It'd be madison hard to say <laughs> yeah it could be anybody in there it could be john quincy adams for all you know um yeah yeah Thank when, you. when when we were little kids it was uh lincoln it was washington's birthday was a was a holiday uh-huh. and uh they did away with that which is not a good idea but the government wanted a three-day weekend, so there you go. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. Start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing good. Happy President's Day, everybody. I got oh, a, thanks, uh,
2: Michael. Yeah. You too.
0: Hey, I got a uh, presidential list of things to do today. I'm going to go buy some jelly bellies for uh, on honor of Ronald Reagan. I'm going to trip and fall down like Gerald Ford. <laughs> I'm going to lie to you guys like Richard Nixon, and then I'm going to get my pants fitted like Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> Leave uh, plenty of room back there by the BH, huh? Yep. All
2: right. Are you dressed as Jimmy Carter? Is that what it is? I Just am. kind of this a sensible 70s suit. suit. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> With a sweater under the sport coat. Wow. <laughs> wow. Is that, got the heat turned down. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well.
1: Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing the movie The Black Panther on Friday. Uh, And I loved the movie. It was everything that I want from these movies. uh, uh, The bad guy as opposed to some weird generic computer graphic kind of generated thing. It was actually a person with with, uh, stances and a nuanced take and a full arc. Uh, it Trojan-horsed some really beautiful uh, philosophical discussions that my friends and I had been discussing via text and phone calls. trojan
2: horse them? Yeah, yeah. Grab the in mallet.
1: There. Sneaks <laughs> them in there.
0: And, uh, yeah,
1: it's everything I wanted from these movies. It was fantastic. I loved it. It certainly made a lot
2: of money. Uh, there is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I'm doing very well. I'm honoring our 26th president. That would be... Teddy Roosevelt, Mm, the good one. Yep, got my riding crop, my jaunters on, (laughs) tilted in the jaunty manner, ready to charge up San Juan Hill with my rough riders. You look good in a mustache too. My compliments. Thank you, mustachioed. I will go out later into the parking lot and recreate the noble ride up San Juan Hill again. Bully! Out in the parking lot. Bully! Bully! Bully!
2: Bully! That's a good commitment to the. And I like the hat tilted in a jaunty manner. Yeah, I wonder who whose horse that was out there. (laughs) No, no, okay. Tied to the rail. I didn't know there was a rail. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, February 19th, the year 2018, keeping you straight in 21-8. where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. We have a weird dual chief executive structure here, so let's begin the show. According to FCC rules and regulations and presidential decrees by Jack and myself at Mark.
0: For the land.
2: Somebody wants more of that note. ...and the home of the
0: Oh, wow. yeah!
2: I understand that the, uh the internet killed the national anthem from the All-Star game yesterday. That was Fergie. Yeah. Aging sex pot Fergie. You left out the first three and a half minutes. <laughs> she needs to uh give up the whole I'm a sex kitten thing. At some point you just gotta decide that's I'm not too cool old for that. It's okay to be sure. sexual, but you don't want to be the tramp at you know age 45 it's just <laughs> undignified uh, what are other headlines marshall
0: well russian indictment set off another trump twitter storm we've got the surviving florida students calling for a national day of protest and marches demanding gun control and another russia olympics doping scandal breaking up coming up six thirty-five, armstrong and getty yeah they're still cheating yes which is just amazing but there's a twist you got to give them credit um,
2: how's mailbag look? Oh, it's very good, full of uh, philosophizing yeah. and uh, opinion expression. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff in that indictment that came down on Friday. Why'd they put it out on a Friday afternoon? Why'd they do that? Why does government always do that? Bow? No, I don't see any interest in burying this one. No, uh, no, Which from anybody. The... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they figured if they put it out on Thursday, they'd have to get to work on something new on Friday. So they just kind of dogged it, kind of stretched it out, <laughs> released it on Friday so they could, you know, take it easy. Had a three-day weekend coming. Yeah, exactly. Get this behind They had it ready on Thursday, but they said, look, if we don't release this, you know, we don't have to do anything. So we'll talk about that. Also, we've got presidential fun facts throughout the morning, as we always do. Man, Extra fun this year. I don't know how they wore these wool pants. These are not comfortable. Well, uh, I need to dress more. as a more modern president next year. Something am a little more comfortable. <laughs> and my head is so itchy, this 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 wig thing. I like the ponytail, though. It yeah. suits you. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
0: mean So
2: So according to Muller's uh, 37 page indictment thing, mm. the Russians Attempted to widen divisions in American society. How do you think that went? (laughs) Duh. Winning. Widening. (laughs) How do you think the widening of divisions in the United States has gone since 2014? I've never felt closer to my countrymen than I do right now. Holy crap. It's hard to imagine being more successful. What would being more successful look like? I don't don't think you could do it. Well, and of course, the New York Times headline was that uh, the Russians were trying to help Trump. That was their headline. Well, they were, but that's not a complete telling. I mean, that's well, that's right. misleading to say well, that. Yeah, that's, that's dividing us all into our nice little camps to sell newspapers and clicks and the rest of it in the same way, you know, the Russians were trying to divide mm-hmm. us. That is a misleading way to say so the New it, York but- Times should be indicted. That is my point. But seriously, if you were attempting to to, to widen divisions in the United States yeah. by by messing with our elections, I can't picture what being more successful would look like. I, I mean it, it seems Late like a year. It seems like a one you know a a a, a shot from half court that goes in. I mean right. it just you couldn't do better than this. Well, and it was so much more than the elections too. Uh, it was, you know, Black Lives Matter sure, that's what and, I mean. and and everything, just our society. I can't imagine doing it better. Our cohesion as a nation. How much of the really over-the-top immigration rhetoric comes from the Ruskies? How many of the things that we've talked about on this very show were organizations or rallies or whatever that were were Russian? I do not know. Mm. None of us do. Mailbag. So much to come. Oh, man, wait till we get into our presidential fun facts. Oh, fun is the word. The Olympics is, oh, I'm sorry, Uh, let's lead off with our weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City, a fine man from a great town. The Olympics is the only time when you hear, great execution by North Korea, and it seems okay. It's more a joke than a shower thought. but uh, The majority of Olympic sports involve people doing the activity they love most in the world for as short a time as possible. You love downhill skiing so much you've dedicated your life to it, or certainly the early part of your life to it. You'd think you'd want to ski for as long as possible, but no, they ski for as short a time as possible. It's ironic, isn't it? One minute that decides whether you're a household name or nobody knows who you are. We watched a lot of snowboarding over the weekend. Watched the whole Sean White thing because my kids are behind; they don't follow the news, so they didn't know he won. So we mm-hmm. watched the whole thing. That was really good. Oh yeah, it was very. It couldn't have been more dramatic. Oh please, yeah, King, final run. King, yeah, it comes down to the absolute final run. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Bested by that uh, Japanese feller. There looked like it was. Looked like it was all over for Sean, didn't it? Did you see the dude wreck? That was yes. Oh, that was oh, gruesome, boy, man. When they wreck, it's nasty. Oh man, I'd did say. You, did you see the Sean uh, uh, White wreck? Or yeah, I did. did split his head open. Nasty. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Oh, here we go. When you think about it, Shakespeare was the result of billions of monkeys trying to write stuff randomly for millions of years. Oh, I see. I see Making you the uh, you know, yeah. if a million monkeys on a million ter- blah, blah blah blah. If you don't know it, it'd take too long to explain. There's a shower thought here that's so sad and depressing it will ruin everyone's day. Oof. I've chosen to skip over it. I would like to read it on my own time, but I don't know if it needs to be broadcast. I will show it to you during the commercial break, and then you can decide whether to broadcast it. It, uh, I'm fighting back tears. Well, Well, that's not what we're going for. Existential tears. Not like temporary sad tears like, hmm, I I, I won't go on. Well, as of now, the average car floating in space is nicer than the average car on Earth. Thanks, Elon. I don't even know what that so is. So the Canadian girl hockey team just beat the Russians, so they're in the gold medal match against the United States. Oh, on nice. Wednesday. Canada versus U.S. for the gold medal on Wednesday. Yeah, I saw the U.S. beating up on Finland for a while last night. Man, that's some good hockey. That is some really good hockey. The goaltending's a little weak. I don't know why. Those little gals, are too much gear on them or something. You ever heard of our best theory for hockey, and we don't understand why nobody's done it, Sean? No. Oh, yeah. Well, the... Well, some NHL teams seriously consider this big fat goalie. Get the fattest man on earth. I mean, like not not like 300 pounds, like 700 pounds, or or 1,500 pounds. You uh, could get him. At the time, I was pushing for Manuel <laughs> Uribe. I saw him on a bed. He covers the entire bed. Right. If you put him in a hockey jersey and sat him in the goal, he'd right. fill the entire thing up. And then you just keep you could keep hitting pucks at him all day long, but it ain't gonna go in. Now, <laughs> theoretically, fat. he'd have to be ambulatory, right? Barely. Or could away. you like load him? Could you hook him behind the zamboni? and drag him onto the ice? <laughs> got I mean a full team of professional be... athletes. They can oh, just drag him. I see to get him there. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't have... think he'd have to move once he's in the goal. He'd fill right. the whole goal up. Right. How come nobody's done that? And he'd just have to sit there taking pucks off of him. Why? Who wouldn't enjoy that? He'd be the world's greatest goalie. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think you said <laughs> that was our theory. I think that was your theory. <laughs> I don't think I want to be part of that God, theory. God, big fat goalie. I brought it up to my kids over the weekend. I've always oh, thought that was good. Interesting... That's some good parenting. <laughs> Uh, Moving along, here's a nice note from Dave. Michael, this is actually addressed to you, sir. Uh, He's got the voice of the nation and the conscience of the West crossed out, and he addresses us as ranch hands. Is that a reference to Rex Tillerson's interview on 60 Minutes last night when he talked about riding for the brand? Yeah, I think so. If you're going to do a job, you're going to do it completely. You're going to do it till the end. That was pretty good. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that interview. Um, He's my kind of guy. Not romantically. Now, let's not start any uh, rumors. Uh, ranch Hands, will Michael tell us when we can remove our snow chains? I've grown to respect his advice on the practical matters of life, but commuters behind me continue to honk. Evidently, you advised him during a time of fog or light rain or something to put chains on his, his That's tires. That's right. Usually
0: you should keep the tire chains on until around July 1st, <laughs> and you put them back on around September to October 1st.
2: <laughs> okay. All right, so there you go, Dave. There's your answer. Andrew writes, uh, in the 9 o'clock hour of Thursday's show, Jack suggested a book about love. I think he said something like, if you're into love, then this is the book you should read. My pal Jesus has really been into that whole loving others thing, and I wanted the title, or he wanted the title again. Andrew, it was um, Moby Moby something. Does this person mean my pal Jesus is in you walk through the day with the Lord, or you have a friend named Jesus? <laughs> you know, I, I, I do not know. I don't know if that was a witticism or if he has a pal named Jesus. Mm. The book was Moby Dick. Mm. Love in the Time of Cholera by <sighs> Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Nobel Prize winner. Ah, yes. All the different kinds of love. Love for a child. New love. Mature love. It's really interesting. Love. Every kind of live that exists. In the Time uses. of Cholera, for instance. Yeah, that doesn't really play a role. You got to help him to the bathroom occasionally, I'd imagine. Mm. Uh, let's see. Ah, oh, a little Valentine Day follow-up. Uh, here's a nice note from uh, prez frequent um, correspondent. This is an old, uh, this is an advertisement. Uh, you know, I would judge him by the hairstyles and all. Maybe 80s, 90s. If you had no idea what to get her for Valentine's Day, you see, this is a nice picture of a couple in a in a picture there. Mm-hmm. If you had no idea what to get her for Valentine's Day, imagine how overwhelming arranging her funeral would be. Give her the perfect gift. Make pre-arrangements as a couple with the affordable funeral home. Choose from affordable funeral services or affordable cremations. Compassion is our passion. I'm not sure your wife would dig that if she's 70. She's certainly not going to dig it if she's 35. I'm thinking she would start checking <laughs> you for weapons when you came right. in the door. Right? What? God, that's unbelievable. Nice try, though. Uh, the subject is do not err. Oh, uh, well, Dave, you can't order me not to air this. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? He mentions that if you save your C's heart-shaped box, mm-hmm. take it to them next year, they'll load it up at their regular price per pound. mm <clears throat> Why wouldn't you you bring him back an old box? Why wouldn't you want that aired? I cannot imagine that. (laughs) He's the only guy who knows it. Maybe he's afraid it's going to get L.L. beamed, a story we have to talk about. Have to do that story. Speaking of the ugly, ugly world we live in. You can take mm. last year's heart-shaped box to the candy store and they'll fill it. I don't believe that. I just don't believe it. Yeah, they will for their regular price per pound of candy. Well, I could just buy the candy myself and put it in the box, right? That's the same thing. Isn't it? Well, it comes in a box though, and the box they charge you through the nose for the box, right? Kinda, sort of. The heart shaped box, yeah. Oh, I already yeah. have one. I could go buy the. I could keep the box, which is a good idea, right? And go buy the candy in the square box. You're suggesting there's her. no premium just put on it the square there. box. I don't know if that premium's twenty five cents or or, or, or fifteen dollars. No, I don't, think I don't know. I think there's any price on the square box. I don't understand why you're poo pooing his helpful hint. Very contrary of you. Seems odd to me that a candy store would do that. Walk in with an empty box, fill this bitch, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry, why would you use the B-bomb? I don't know. Why? why? I don't know. Moving along. How much time do we have, Michael? Here's some good analysis from uh, (laughs) Mike Drop. (laughs) You got me. It's a funny name. You got me. The Tangerine Tornado is not playing four-dimensional chess. He is playing checkers. It's not a complicated, a complicated strategy, but it's very effective. With all the statements that seem off the wall or bad for his image, why there were a handful this weekend. God, I'd say. Hey. He, with all those statements, he is assuring that the media keeps coming at him in the same way. As long as he can keep the game simple, me versus the media, us versus them, he can't lose. He might not win, but he can't lose. I call it checkers because it seems the key to the strategy is making all the pieces look the same. Everything's a scandal, so nothing is. Everything's exciting and important, so nothing is. Uh, when he refers to Dems not clapping, some say treasonous. Why not? He's turning the other player's rook, the potentially vaguely treasonous behavior of his son, into just another checker. Well, that's pretty clever right there. Yeah. I don't know if that's what's going on, but that's pretty good email. Drop the mic indeed, Mike. Well called. That's an interesting way to look at it. It is. You know, I've been aware of the whole, it's always me versus the media. But the whole everything's a scandal, so nothing's a scandal? Hmm. That's damned interesting. Yeah, well called, sir. Uh, Marshall's News on the way. There's plenty of it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So a bunch of Russians came over here in 2014 on a trip and started traveling around the United States, visiting a bunch of different states and cities to try to figure out Welcome. What- Trying to figure out what issues they could really uh, dig in and uh, dig in on, and uh, and and cause discord. Wow, it's probably pretty easy to pick up listening to talk radio and reading newspapers and stuff like that. God, it's like somebody comes into your house and decides to break up your marriage or something. Yeah. Wow, they seem to be really uncomfortable with the amount of golf he's playing and what she spends on shoes. All right, let's go to work. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly right. And they picked up obviously on immigration and race, uh, among another a bunch of other things. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. As
0: you were mentioning, Jack, 13 Russian nationals are now being indicted for election-related fraud in the 2016 presidential campaign. In a Justice Department news briefing on Friday, the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein made the announcement. The defendants allegedly conducted what they called information warfare against the United States. With the stated goal of spreading distrust towards the candidates and the political system in general. He pointed out that Russians recruited Americans to stage rallies but said the Americans weren't aware of the Moscow connection. And it wasn't the just about now uh, President Trump the Russians were also trying to help. It was Bernie Sanders and Jill Stein as well. The defendants posed as politically and socially active Americans advocating for and against particular candidates. They established social media pages and groups to communicate with unwitting Americans, and the indictment in, includes no allegations that Russian meddling affected the outcome of the presidential election specifically stated, yeah yeah um, you, you
2: mentioned the headline earlier that some people are going with the Russians sought to help Trump, well, they did, but they were trying to they were just trying to to help the various people that had yeah. no chance of winning. Well, basically what they were trying to do is hurt the person that everybody thought was going to win. Right, just weaken the incoming president. If Trump had been ahead by 50 points and everybody thought he was going to walk to the presidency, they would have been helping Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders and Jill Stein. Or they would have been uh, spreading stories that he had a hooker's pee-pee on a bed. Oh, that's right, they
0: did. (laughs) Do you think they tried to help Gary Johnson? (laughs) (laughs) No, there was no helping Gary Johnson.
2: I mean, oh. so they, they, just, they just wanted to, yeah. to, to make it m- more messy.
0: Did it help Trump? Yeah, probably did. Over the weekend, President Trump went on a Twitter run. He vented his anger over the Russian investigation and how it's being reported. And he pointed out, among other things, quote, If it was the goal of Russia to create discord, disruption, and chaos within the U.S., then with all of the committee hearings, investigations, and party hatred, they have succeeded beyond their wildest dreams. They're laughing their asses off in Moscow. Get <laughs> smart, America. So, uh, some mm-hmm. people had a lot of problem with the
2: president tweeting out the word asses. I don't know. How do we feel about that, America? No, I'm I'm fine with it. I'll speak for America. We're okay. Are we com- to you. <laughs> Are we comfortable with the <laughs> vulgarity hey. in a presidential tweet? Yeah, he's Trump. Um, I have some thoughts on this uh, coming up. We'll talk about it. Tom Friedman, interesting article in the New York Times about how the president should have reacted to this, and uh, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. His, his ultimate conclusion, I don't agree with, but how the president should have reacted to this is pretty good. It's it, I've taken in a lot of info on this in the last 72 hours. Yeah. Um, for, for instance, when I first heard they were spending $1.2 million per month at the end of the election on trying to sway the election, I thought, oh my God. Then I saw a list of all the groups and how much money they spent on various things toward the end of the election. And there are groups you've never heard of advocating for things that hardly anybody has any interest in that were spending that much money per sure. month, putting yeah. out information that was pretty damn sketchy. The The candidates them, themselves spent $2.8 billion getting their message yeah. out. So I'm not sure how much difference a million dollars a month in the last couple of months. Before that, it was just hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. So it wasn't very much. Um, But the organizing the rallies, that's damned interesting. Including after Trump was elected, they they organized anti-Trump rallies. Mm -hmm. Yes. For those of you who think it was all about getting Trump elected, as soon as Trump was elected, of course they were shocked, as the rest of us were, they organized those anti-Trump rallies, some of the big ones you saw in New York.
0: Right. Student survivors of the school shooting at the high school in Parkland, Florida last week are now calling for a march on Washington and marches around the rest of the country on March 24th to demand action on gun reform. One of the students telling Fox News... We are
1: organizing it so students everywhere can beg for our lives. Because at the end of the day, this isn't about the red and blue, the GOP and the Democrats. This is about adults and kids. And at this point, you're either with us or against us. We're giving all our politicians a clean slate. And in the next election, we are saying, if you are accepting money from the NRA, there is a badge of shame on you. Because you are enabling things like this to happen.
2: That is some fine teenage rhetoric, and listen, there's a fair amount of it about I totally sympathize with the kids. It's horrible, horrible to endure, and they ought to express themselves. It's fine. They're learning how to be active citizens, but that little screed, just there was nothing there. There was a bunch of cliches, and a youngster doesn't understand, you know, the constitutional issues and the challenge of it. And by the way, the NRA doesn't spend much money. They mobilize voters. Hanson, if you want to... Uh titled this podcast, Joe Calls Shooting Victims Stupid. Oh, I boy. Think it'd be the I, uh, well, I tried really hard not to. The point of that, witty aside on my point, was it's really difficult to get in an argument with those kids. Oh, right. I mean, because right. I saw people try to on the shows yesterday. They, they'd have the kids on and interview them, and then you don't agree with them. What do you say that doesn't come off as <sighs> calling that kid stupid who was right. cowering in the corner of his building hoping he didn't die? Right. Um right. He's not stupid, obviously. Yeah. But well, how, do you, how do you not come off that way? Right. Listen, good for him. He's participating. He has a, an issue. He has a point of view. He's going to get a hearing. He's going to advocate. He's going to learn. Good for him. That's fine.
0: Meanwhile, the White House is saying that President Trump's going to hold what it's calling a listening session with some of the students on Wednesday. So Trump apparently went around the, the golf club there at Mar-a-Lago and asked people. He was doing like
2: an informal poll. He just walked around while people were eating and said, what do you think? You, should I, you think I should... Uh, like, really go after the guns thing? What do you think? How about you? Well, how about if I, like, really go against the Republicans on this guns thing? So oh, he was, interesting. He was, he was just testing out the idea of it. Huh. Because he, did, you know, it's one of the interest, most interesting things about him from the beginning. He's not, he doesn't know the politics of this going way back or care.
1: Nope.
2: Not big on doctrine.
1: Which is, I'm all for. Am I too sensitive that that's terrifying to me? That he's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> pulling the members of his golf club, like so. I don't so know. You become a membership, and now all of a sudden you have some sort of sway in
2: American presidential policies. Like know, that that yeah. seems like an odd, <laughs> dangerous thing. That's atypical. Uh, on the other hand, <laughs> right. on the other hand, he famously right. wants to hear a bunch of opinions right. about topics. Sean, are you in favor of that, or just lockstep monolithic thinking? No, well, I, I don't know how much wide ranging of opinions you'll get at
1: those sort of. Barrier, financial barrier to entry country clubs. There probably is a,
2: a certain sameness to
0: the sort yes. of people that are there. <laughs> Small I wasn't, sample. I wasn't going to change this law, but this caddy convinced me. <laughs> you know, I wonder, I, actually, you know, it's funny,
2: it's neither here nor there, but there are plenty of enclaves in America where everybody over the median income level is liberal. Everybody. Then there's places where it's exactly the opposite. There's hardly a liberal to be found. And I kind of wonder what uh, Miralago is. Probably a bunch of uh, retired New Yorkers. Yes, it could be way left. I have no idea.
0: On a final note, we've got another scandal in the Olympics. Russian athletes fail another doping test, and this time it was a Russian curler. Bit of a head scratcher.
2: (laughs) Can you get an advantage by doping to be a curler? Now, I did read an article about how being swole is the new thing in curling because you realize you get a lot more attention, and if you're on a team that wins and you're really fit, then you can get endorsements. So it used to be kind of funny that schlubby people would be Olympic athletes because you don't have to be in shape to be a curler. But now they're getting super fit, and they showed a bunch of different people in tight shirts or tight, right. tight—you know, men or women—showing yeah. how fit they are to be curlers because With they, that that stretched out position where you look yeah. like a yeah. Greek <laughs> god. That, that's how yeah. you become something. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this Ruski was roiding
0: up, huh? Yeah. He got a bronze medal in mixed doubles curling. He fails oh, the it's doping false. test. He apparently tested positive uh, for traces of a banned substance that increases your blood flow. And, and endurance. And endurance. Because you know how tiring it is, oh, sweeping. Oh, yes. I, I got a big house. I got to sweep it out occasionally. I get tired. His coach is now making the round saying the curler was probably slipped the drug without him knowing it. Right. <laughs> Fake test. The Russians
2: are a victim. That's right. U.S.
0: Know. aggression.
2: Actually, if we had done that, well done. That would be really funny. You mess with us, huh? All right. Slip a bunch of, uh, you know, whatever banned substance into their breakfast cereal.
0: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong at Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
1: That's right. It's not easy either.
0: Conscience of
2: the nation. (laughs) Marshall, I can't believe you left out what should have been your lead story about a flight that had to be diverted because a man would not stop breaking wind. I saw that. Oh my God! Yeah, a guy actually fought him. Hey, stop doing that! And he kept doing it to be yeah. funny or because he had no control over himself. Well, so, I don't know. It, it, uh, I before I thought, long, there are a bunch of people involved in the altercation. Yes. Yeah, it's a game. A hard part primary. That's right. We've got full team coverage of that story. Also, what what is and isn't in the 13 page indictment? I'd like to talk a little bit. Joe almost went to law school. so I did. I'm prepared to. Uh, announce my opinion the way this came out is kind of interesting uh, muller nodded a microphone he didn't do the jim comey thing or anything and uh puts it out there on a friday afternoon before a three-day weekend and no context whatsoever is this it is there more to come it's, right uh, just throw it out there uh stay tuned you're listening to the armstrong and getty show
0: armstrong and getty the
2: conscience of the nation show. Switzerland has made it illegal to boil a lobster. That is official now, so we'll talk about that later. So much for my Swiss lobster boiling vacation. Um, Great. Glad I got trip insurance. You've been talking about that for so long, too. I know! Too. I know. Yet another news story where uh, she said at least my opinion on it will make everybody hate the show. That's your specialty. So beautiful because you can't like see some of this on Trump's side and some of it on the other side. If you do that, if you see there's some of this on the other hand, you end up with everybody mad. Wow. What an idiotic idea for a radio show. But uh, I wouldn't listen. But how the president could have handled this over the weekend, which I thought was pretty good. um, So we'll get to that. Do you want a presidential fun fact at any point? I I have spent the entire week... I went to the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. this weekend to research fun presidential facts. I've got some that will knock your socks off. But first, I think we need to tell people about the airplane flight had to make an emergency landing in Vienna because a passenger refused to stop farting when asked to do so by two men sitting next to him. It was uh, from Dubai to Amsterdam... Dispute began. Two men uh, started uh, punching each other out, despite a warning from the pilot to cool it. Hey, knock it off back there. I'm going to turn this plane around. He won't stop farting. I don't care. Stop hitting him. Stand your side of the seat. After the emergency landing, police removed two men and two women from the flight. The pilot had reported as, quote, passengers on a rampage. However, the two women, who are sisters, are now suing, claiming they weren't involved in the altercation. All four have been banned from the airline. So do we know if this guy, I mean, like has practically a medical problem uh, or was he just a dude like doing it and then laughing and then doing it again and laughing? That is. And they told him to stop and then he did it again and looked at him and laughed audibly. Because that make that make you want to fight. (laughs) Well, yeah. But somebody has had a problem telling him to stop. Yeah, I'd like to stop, too. Trust me. I discovered this restaurant. I really love it. But there's one food they serve is absolutely delicious, but good God, what it's doing to me, I can't even imagine. I mean, it's not nasty or anything, but I'm like a sheep after I eat this. Something else. Hmm. Nobody wants to hear more about that. Nobody wants to no. hear that. No. Right. No. Moving along. There's little uh, little call for that. Oh, Somebody tweeted, uh, a buddy of mine sent it along, a woman drying her underpants under the air blower on an airline flight. She had a pair of panties up there. Hmm. That's uh, some aberrant behavior. Mm-hmm. the hell's the matter with you people? All right, why don't you hit us with a presidential fun fact? Do we have music for presidential fun facts on this presidential day? Here we go. Then I'll I'll hit you with another one, and we'll decide whose was more fun. Andrew Johnson, who was the only president actually impeached and removed from office, wasn't he? Impeached, but not removed. Not removed? So there's never been a president impeached and removed? I don't think so, no. Oh, it's never happened. It's funny. We sure talk about it a lot for something that's never happened. Right. Yeah, he was impeached. Okay. So we've never removed a president from office through the impeachment process. So then why does it get talked about like it's on the verge of happening for every president in my lifetime? Because every media outlet in the world is trying to whip up excitement. And the other party is, too. And the the party in question is, too. Just it it gets people engaged. It hooks you Oh, that's interesting on its that's an interesting presidential fact. Yeah, I think Johnson narrowly avoided being removed. He's can, often cited as our worst president. Can somebody google that? So oh, that was the interesting fact, but not no, not the fun, a fun one. Fact. Oh. Can somebody google whether or not he was actually removed there's from office? There's more fun to come. Cuz if if there's never been even one president removed from office through impeachment, no. then I don't want to hear about impeaching somebody. Well. Nobody cares what you want. I think we should shoot him out of a cannon. <laughs>
1: Has it's time
2: ever... for a canonizing. <laughs> when any... will we canonize this president? Has that ever been a no? But well, neither? according to the Constitution, <laughs> by two thirds vote of the uh, Postal Service, you can shoot the president out of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Johnson is the only tailor ever to be president. Ah. He would regularly stop by the tailor shop and say hello. He would only wear suits that he made himself. Wow. Andrew Johnson only wore suits that he made himself. The fact that he was a tailor was not that exciting. No. That last part, though, that was a fun fact. Made all his own suits. All right. You like this suit? I made it. Guess who made it? (laughs) Yeah. This guy. (laughs) Who has two thumbs and made this suit? Exactly. (laughs) Who has two thumbs and got impeached but not removed? This guy. So, despite popular myth, George Washington's dentures were not made of wood. They're made of hippopotamus ivory, bone, animal and human teeth, lead, brass screws, and gold wire. That's a pretty fun fact. That's some maw. Where did the wood theory come from? Historians believe Washington, like Joe Getty, the George Washington of morning radio, enjoyed uh, the red wine, stained the fractures in his false teeth, giving them the look of grainy wood. Oh. So he's uh, a fan of the grape, like <laughs> myself. He drank enough red wine that he had stained red teeth. Well, yeah, kind of. I bet he didn't <laughs> smile much. There's no paintings no. of him with a big toothy smile. Well, no, plus he was a serious man. He's no joker like Andrew Johnson. Well, <laughs> I've got some great John Adams uh, trivia, but there's not much time. Uh, I, I will tell you this. This is a presidential fun fact. Then we got more on the indictments and the Russia thing and all that crap in a couple of minutes. But Adams and Jefferson visited Shakespeare's home when they were in England. And they each chipped off a piece of one of Shakespeare's chairs as a souvenir. Oh, uncool. Which That was what people did back in the day. So Typical uncool. Americans. Yeah, no is, kidding. Which is why there are velvet ropes everywhere now. Then as now, right? Americans go places and... Hey, grab that plate. Shakespeare's plate. <laughs> Here, I'll just tuck it in my vest. Wow, so they went to Stratford-upon-Avon and started chipping stuff off. Right. Nice. Uh Okay, you're going to agree with some of this and you're not going to agree with some of this. A view of what happened over the weekend in terms of the indictments and the presidential reaction. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.